At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. And we are back for another one of our chinwag sessions and we are delighted to welcome internet sensation and comedian mum, Sophie Tired and Tested McCartney. Sophie, how are Hi. you doing? I'm good, thanks. What an intro. I like that. Can I just like have you with me when I go to Tesco and you can just like introduce me to the cashiers and things? Yeah, yeah. Like comedian mum. Do you like that one? Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So before we actually go into the questions, I saw on your Instagram yesterday because I've been watching this on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen this, Adam, the uh, Hotel Cecil yeah. documentary. I've seen a little bit about it. I've seen a little bit about it. And I have to say, Sophie, my wife is a, a massive, massive fan of yours. Yeah. I've got a feeling this is this is something that she she dropped on me. I mean, she's very excited about this. I'm having to keep her locked out of this room because I'm sure she'll want to come in and uh, say oh. something. But she's from Birmingham. You might, you might not understand what she's saying. No, a southerner. A southerner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so go on, Lee. I, I, did, I did hear something, but I don't want to give it away. So you, you stayed there, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So my husband and I we went travelling in like 2010, 2011, and our first port call was LA. Literally flew out of London straight into yeah. LA. And um, we just booked what we thought was just this kind of like quite trendy looking downtown LA, like not quite a hostel, but an actual hotel. It had all right ratings and it was all right money. And we were like, oh, okay, brilliant. And then um, anyway, yeah, like 10 years has passed and we've sitting down to watch this documentary on Netflix. And my husband was like, oh, everyone at work has been going on about this. It's meant to be like yeah. really spooky. It's like this murder hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, it starts and we were both going, I mean, what kind? of idiots would stay there I mean look at it like you know I think like the most prolific serial killers in American history had rooms there and and then they're they're talking about how you know oh in 2007 they had a bit of a you know a bit of a refurb we were like looking at each other and we were like does that look really familiar (laughs) to you and I was like Oh my god! Yeah. So I was like out, like flicking through all the Facebook pictures, and yeah, and in two thousand, and it must have been ten. We 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 stayed in like the prolific murder hotel, and apparently, as lots of people have now been messaging me to tell me, it um it forms the the basis for American horror, you know, the American yeah, horror yeah. story series. Yeah, yeah, um, based, based on that. Hotel. I I can't yeah. get me a drowned how it's managed to stay open with with everything no. that's going on there. You know, it's, it's probably just like stupid people like, you know, like me and my husband who go, oh, I'll get it like two pounds a night. That's a good deal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what more possibly could have happened? The, the important question is, how was your stay? <laughs> you know what, right? I'm... I've stayed in worse places and I don't know what that says about me <laughs> as an individual. Wasn't yeah. that bad? 
Um, yeah. Yes, they could be even worse. Um, and I think, well, we were lucky because we were on like the two floors that had had the refurbs. Apparently the serial killers were on the levels above. Yeah. Um, so they'd obviously, they'd just done like, you know, like an Ikea jobby. They'd just painted it white, thrown in some jazzy orange furniture. And, um, and yeah, I mean, no complaints. I mean, I survived. That said, they had shared like communal bathrooms mm. and it was the middle of the night. And I remember waking up and needing a wee, <laughs> being too scared. So, uh, so I had a wee in the sink in the room. Instead. But you know what? Don't judge me though, because I, I think that that we in the sink saved my life. Like, imagine if I'd yeah. just gone wandering through the hotel in the middle of the night for a wee, it had got me, wouldn't it? So, you know, absolutely. And, and, out, we in the sink. and that's what they were saying about the water being off color. And now it all makes yeah, sense. It's just you taking a whittle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry about that. Was it a bit yellow? Yeah, yeah, a bit brown, <laughs> bit off colour. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Um, can't, I'm going to be so... Par- I stay in quite a lot of hotels usually when things are back to normal and because I, I sort of travel around visiting lots of schools doing training. And that bit, I don't know if you've watched where they're going on about the water being discoloured, but this couple were drinking it, brushing the teeth, sh- I'm just going to be so paranoid yeah. now. <laughs> just yeah. sort of like, no, thank you. No, never always take your bottled water but you know what funnily enough Steve and I always like so Steve my husband we always cringe about so when we landed in LA we, we checked into this into the death hotel and then we went for something to eat around the corner and we said to the guy he gave us tap water and we were like so British you know like when we ever go abroad if we were yeah, like yeah. Spain and France and things don't you don't like you know you don't yeah. drink the water do you? it's like a different mineral content it messes with your like your digestive tract so yeah. we, we said to the guy we were like hey, safe to drink the water and he looked at us like we were a pair of absolute <laughs> idiots but actually now we were like well do you know what yeah <laughs> no you're right water anywhere that's not yeah absolutely um so yeah first question well, apart from that one is uh and i think i sort of know the answer going off some of your recent posts but uh how's lockdown three treating you are you getting on yeah brilliant isn't it sequels yeah. they're never good as the originals <laughs> um, the do you know what it's yeah, especially the third ones. I mean, no one's interested in the third sequel, are they? I mean, the second, yeah. you know, it's touch and go with the third. It's definitely just like a straight to TV release, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay, yeah. I think, because I was eased in by the great lockdown, the first, and then the mini lockdown. Um, so I feel in a way like it hasn't been as bad. And also because of the vaccine, like we know, don't we? Like this yeah. time round, there's... There's, there's got to be light at the end of the tunnel. There's an exit strategy. So yeah, it is difficult, but I think I'm clinging on to a bit more hope this time round was when it yeah. was the first one. It was just like, you know, the end is nigh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old who's about to be eight tomorrow, actually. Oh, um, and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's my job for this afternoon. I've got to make a birthday cake, Jurassic Park. <sighs> just, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I do it to myself. Anyway. Anyway. Smash the cake to pieces and say the dinosaur, right? Yeah, T Rex stood <laughs> on it, mate. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the, the homeschooling. So obviously we've seen the first time round. So my little one who's five, she's started in reception in September, and um, and she she's brilliant. She's like she's great value. She's hilarious. She's yeah. everything that I want to be you know, as a grown up in a, in a small person and um, but just homeschooling her. She's just got a very much like, absolutely not just yeah. attitude to everything, yeah. like banging your head against the wall. And, um, and then my eldest, who was pretty bad actually during the first lockdown, he just couldn't get his head around the fact that it wasn't a holiday. 
that he was yeah. just like, oh, I'm off school. Like, what? I don't, and he, he just didn't get it at all. Was this time he does, and he's having the, the kind of the online lessons with his teachers this time around, which he didn't have. So I can kind of leave him in front yeah. of the laptop. I mean, he's looking out the window, picking his nose. He's not listening, but I can still, <laughs> you know, I, in my head, I've left him at school, yeah. so it's fine. And then I can concentrate <laughs> on the little one. Well, if it's any, yeah. any help, that's what tends to happen in class anyway. You know, yeah, I mean, you know. true. So, you know, don't beat yourself up. That's what happens in class. Um, It's interesting because I think it's sort of, for me personally, I found it to be the other way around. Like the first lockdown, I didn't mind. It was all very sort of new. There was sort of a novelty to it. You had the weather. It was sort of quite nice, really, because things were so busy, so hectic to sort of slow everything down. It became very tedious. Like we always joke about how the sort of zoom quizzes were great for the first few weeks and then that was it then it was like i can't be bothered um and you had to tell that really keen friend of yours that you couldn't do it and they were like why and you're like you didn't have an excuse did you (laughs) you were stuck in lockdown (laughs) whereas whereas this one and i don't know whether it's because the expectations as far as schoolwork's concerned has been a lot higher both as a teacher providing the amount of uh, remote teaching, but also then trying to do it with your own children. Um, But like you say, having that hope, that that light at the end of the tunnel of the the vaccine, and they've actually hit the target, haven't they? That that they were going- Yeah, I know, shockingly, actual shock horror. I mean- They did something like they said they were going to do. I mean, 2021, (laughs) what's going on? but yeah, it, I found that the sort of homeschooling things being absolute, absolute nightmare. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have got the group going. Sorry, a, a school, a school, like a WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, mine. I've been. Um, it's muted. <laughs> it's been muted. <laughs> I'm mute. Sorry to any of the mums in my school that are on that group. I muted it. Um, you go to the toilet and you come back and there's like 472 new messages off somebody asking, well, I like what what's a what's a front ended like adverbial or something. I'm like, well, nobody knows. Just Google it. Just just Google it and hope for the best. I don't don't, don't need to share this with the group. Um, and the reception group, I absolutely refuse to be a part of. My, yeah. not, my number's not even on it. You know, it's like the second time, second time, mums, you're just not that interested, are you? You know, when you f- kids that first start school, you're so yeah. into it. You want to do everything. You're like, yeah, I'll volunteer. Second kid, no. They drag themselves up through the social side of school. I'm not interested. How, ag- how, how aggressive did you mute? Because I always think there's a... There's oh, like I a yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because there's like the one where like, there's just a, quite a lot of messages coming in and you're a bit like, oh, I can't bother, you know, mute for an hour and then, oh, I'm at mute for a day. There's yeah. some groups where you're just like, I mean, I got invited to my wife's, it's like my, my in-laws, parents, something like 50th wedding anniversary group. And then I just immediately, as soon as it said you've been added to this group, not, not even a message had been sent and I muted for a year. <laughs> and then even oh, yeah. before even before that year was out, I just exited group. I just said, well, you'll get all the messages anyway. I don't need to be in there. Fine, <laughs> fine. Yeah, you admin, admin on that. No, I just can't be dealing with it. And um, especially like in the reception mums, and there's a lot of um, reception mums who that's their first child in school. And, you know, and yeah. I was one of them back in the day. But, you know, you, you question everything. And back in the good old days when they used to go to school and it was like, oh, you know, what, what, what are we? allowed to are we allowed to give them water are we allowed to like colors of socks like all of this i'm like oh just look on the school website it's all on there yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not google i've got stuff to do so um yeah 
Mute. That's got to be Mute. one of the most annoying things when people ask you questions that you can literally just Google. Like if you would have just taken <laughs> that and put it in, get because for me with what a lot of what, what I do with the sort of technology side of things, you won't believe the amount of messages I get saying, uh, you know, can you just let me know how to do this? And I'll, I'll literally just Google it and then send them the link. And it's a, why are you asking, why are you asking me this? This is what Google's there for. Um, it's its whole purpose in life. Yeah. yeah. What is a fronted adverbial? Most teachers don't know, mate. It's just in the it's curriculum. We've got to teach what, it. <laughs> We're all good. Yeah, what, what is it? What is it? I swear, right? So I was, um, I'm a, I was an 80s child. And um, I swear, I look back at what I learned at school from what I can remember. And it was a noun. It was a verb. And if you yeah. were really fancy, you might have an adjective. That was yeah. it. There was yeah. nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. I'm like, what all these words? Where have they all come from? Like, I just know how to talk and 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 write things. And that's just how it how it looks. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure teachers can probably give me a, a more technical explanation as to why we have those things. But yeah, as, as a grown up, grew up in the 80s. No idea. No, we you can't. can't. Yeah. Right, then. Michael it's Gove, true, just it? like the sound of it. Looking back, you had like, you had like, like you said, Sophie, noun, verb, adjective, and it was like they were just the go-to, yeah. and everyone knew him. You know, person, place, or thing, doing word, yeah. describing, doing yeah. yeah. And then now it's like, I remember the day where someone went, right, what's well, an adverb? I sat there like, yeah. I think you mean, don't you mean a verb? You must be yeah. an adjective, mate. No, no, Pro adjective. pronoun. Yeah. Is it like a really active? active thing I don't, I don't know we had a new one the other day imperative verbs yeah, yeah. also can be known as a, as a bossy verb yeah. <laughs> like that's just everything he tells you to do kids yeah. bossy verb all right that was it that was it do <laughs> put it there yeah that's, yeah uh it is Matt. it's 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 crazy it's um but i think like we've talked about this before it's it, it's sort of in a lot of ways just sort of taking a lot of the fun because I think for us, like our generation, when we were at school, we learned the sort of grammar through osmosis of just being read to loads and just being, yeah. you know, reading loads. Us, and you just pick up that natural rhythm of, of language when it comes to writing. You didn't have to know the ins and outs like you do now. But yeah, it's just because you got a set of test in it at the end of year six that it, it all comes down <laughs> to. But then yeah. by the time they go to secondary school, they forget it all anyway, because it's not oh, taught yeah. in a sort of meaningful way so it is no. so, um yeah it's it's frustrating to say the least because I think a lot of teachers they don't it's not necessarily that we don't like teaching it I think it's the way in which we have to teach it which is to that test yeah. and it's just yeah. you know uh it, it's pointless really <laughs> like I say blame Michael go this is what we were saying yeah so, oh, Michael yeah whatsapp groups for teachers are the most scary thing going because I don't know about you but I've seen it with with the ones my wife in it's very quick to become this sort of you know sort of group mentality and as soon as one person can be negative it can snowball very quickly and before you know it yeah. you want that teacher's head on a plate sort of thing and we've had a few complaints with with the remote learning stuff in that you know where teachers or parents were in live lessons from nine o'clock till three not realizing that teachers are actually in school with some of the vulnerable key worker children. And so we've been using some of the lessons. I don't know if you're the, the kids school use like Oak National Academy. Have you come across that? 
I've heard I that. Don't, yeah, I'm not sure. No. So it's basically an initiative where loads of teachers have put together loads of online lessons. And so schools can basically use it. And all the, all the parents are moaning about saying, you know, the lessons are boring. Um, and the de- at our school were going, yeah, but that's just the curriculum. <laughs> Whether we taught it or, or these teachers, it's the same content. So don't have a go when it's just, if you want to have a go, you know, have a word with the government, you know, who designed yeah. the curriculum. Yeah. All we're doing is... Go, go and take it out on, uh, on White Rose Maths or uh, all yeah, the Twinkle yeah. Worksheets, guys. Okay, don't blame us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone loves a Twinkle Worksheet. <laughs> oh, good, good old Twinkle. It's, uh, my, I, I like Twinkle. My uh, personal beef is with the White Rose Maths. There's like a little girl in it called Whitney who just is really smug. And she always has kind of worked out the answer in like a really easy roundabout way. And then it's up to you to work out what the answer is when she's taken away six of like the, the necessary numbers that you need to make the answer. Yeah. Like, all right, Whitney, jog on, <laughs> calculator, haven't you? Yeah, Whitney's, in, Whitney's that child in the class who just has her hand up all the time. And you just sort of... Yeah. Hi now, Whitney. Yeah. Who cares? Anyone else? Anyone else apart from Whitney got an answer? Yeah. We all know a Whitney. That, child, that, that Whitney is the kind of child I always remember. In year seven, we got to the end of a Friday and we didn't get set any homework. And oh. I was thinking, yes. And then this one kid in the last lesson on Friday put his hand up in English and went, you forgot to set the homework, miss. The eyes set on him. I was like... You fool, you clown, what have you just done? And it was like, oh yeah, don't forget to do page 46. I was sat there like, that kid yeah, <laughs> needs like, to get out. Styles launched at his head, yeah. pencil cases. <laughs> so, uh, I was never that kid. I was never that kid. No, no. You, got, you had to learn those rules. That's what school was all about. This is what I worry about when the children aren't in school. They're missing those sort of social cues, the dynamics of... Yeah. Listen, you don't, you know, we were talking at the dinner table yesterday because my kids were thinking of like secondary school now, which fit or just scares me to death. The idea of my kids going to secondary school because I just don't think they're anywhere near mature enough. So every dinner time now, it's just talking about the sort of unwritten rules of secondary school. You know, never go to the back of the bus when you're year seven. That is a complete no, no, you know, um, and it was like, you don't snitch. You don't ever snitch because... Oh, no, snitches get stitches. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to drill these sort of unwritten social rules of secondary school before... Yeah, preparing them for prison, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it is. you've gone into prison for some kind of, like, white-collar crime, like you've, like, done some kind of, like, tax evasion and you're just not hard enough for it. It's, that's literally what it's like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it does... It this is going to get you battered. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Always have things to trade. Yeah, just Friday the 13th, you stay away from the toilets of a year seven. Did you have that at your school, Sprog Bashing Day? Oh, no, no. You didn't have that? Oh, I mean, I say that. We were were a Church of England uh, all-girls school. Oh, right, okay. uh, So it was lethal in other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we didn't didn't have that. Yeah, probably it was more scary, actually, than that. Yeah, we both went to uh, all-boys secondary so yeah dynamics very very different I loved it I loved it but my wife went to an all-girls school and she was adamant that we weren't gonna 
no, send our daughter. That exactly the same. I'm not sending mine to uh, maybe the boys, fair enough, but the girls, no, it's just, I think girls, when they get together in such mm. high volumes, it's just, you know, there was always like bitching and like, like the, the, the cliques and it was, yeah. it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. No, I think in- you need the boys. I mean, I know girls can learn, they can fight over boys and things, but at least it mixes things up. And I think that girls also need to be able to, be able to mix with boys as well just for the you know just for the social interaction of it because then when I was like dating when I got to like you know 16 or something you know there'd be like boys at the bus stop I'd be like what to do with myself well these creatures socially awkward yeah the most socially awkward girl when it came to men then I just went wild at university I was like freedom (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting because like an all boys school it was just fart jokes till we were 18 that was it but I think that's it is. It. I think that's it is that's... important to get that mix. Definitely get, because um, I think we can learn a, a lot from each other. You know, so there were certain things that yeah. we didn't get. But yeah, I can imagine Sorry, an old girl's school being, yeah, tough. just as bad. Sweetheart, mommy's. We're gonna make Jack's cake when mommy's just finished on this one second, sweetheart. Okay, will you go and just tell me what Mario's up to in a minute? Not, don't come straight back. Close the door, please. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Do you want to, um, Evelyn? Do you want mommy's phone? Do you want to watch something on Netflix? No. There's a good documentary about a hotel your mum stayed at. <laughs> <laughs> Where you were conceived. No. There you yeah. go. Right. You watch something. Go on then. Kids Netflix. <laughs> Evelyn, can you come back and close the door, please? No. Don't say, sorry, one second. It's all right. All right, mommy got it, mommy got it. Is that me? Was that me, my internet that went then? I don't know. Was I gone then? Did you see me go? You went, you, your screen went blank for a second, yeah? Oh, and were you two still talking? No, no, no. I, no, oh, I was shouting at my kid. Yeah. It, it, just like you both froze then. And then I, it was like uh, it was like being that third uh, third wheel or whatever. Is it fifth wheel or third wheel? You know, I was sat there and you two, you yeah. two were on the screen. And I was just kind of sat there, just like didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, how long should I leave it? Should I stay? You know, Lee needs me to walk home with him. Uh, good. Uh, right. Well, we'll we'll talk about your uh, rise to online fame. So, I mean, f- first question: How long have you been doing the videos through your tired and tested page? Uh, it was 2017, uh, like right. the April. So, what's that coming up to? Is that four years? Yeah. Yeah. Do the maths. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that homeschooling. That homeschooling's going well, isn't it? <laughs> Whitney knows the answer. How many drops back from 21 to 17? <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, help us out. Whitney goes. Four. Yeah, and am I right in thinking that the, the sort of Ed Sheeran shape of you was the sort of one that really went big first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Ironically, I decided I was going to take a break from kind of social media, just from like my own personal pages, because I just found I was at home with uh, the two kids. So at that point, I think Jack must have been about four and Evelyn maybe was just maybe gone one. And I was just I was, you know, I was a bit bored, stay at home mom. And I was just finding myself like aimlessly scrolling. and, And so I took myself away from social media and I thought, what am I going to do? 
would do something a little bit more meaningful. So I thought, well, okay, I'll set up a, a blog. I used to work in PR and marketing. So I used to be quite creative, I guess, in what I would do. So I felt yeah. like I needed a little bit of a creative outlet. So I, I started a written blog under the Tide and Tested name. And then that was going quite well. And then I reintroduced kind of socials and decided to take it on there. And one of my friends, she was like, you can't do like written stuff on social. She was like, you need to get out with videos. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, I can't just, you know, sit and talk to the camera at that point. You know, I hadn't done any comedy or anything. So I was a bit kind of not sure what to do. So, you know, typical wallflower in which I was, I went, I know I'll do a, I'll do a parenting parody. I'll do this Ed Sheeran. And he was, it was number one for weeks and weeks at the time. And I used to yeah. sing it to, I used to change the words and sing it to my daughter when I was like doing a nappy and stuff. And she used to laugh her head off. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, there we go. She thinks I'm funny. <laughs> it's enough for me. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I did that and I put it out. And I think I had about like 400 Facebook followers at the time. And I honestly thought I'll put it up. I might get to 500 and then somebody might send me something for free. <laughs> that, was like, that was, that was like the goal. That was the end goals. Yeah. Um, and then I got, it was, it was, it was just bonkers. It went mad. I had about 80,000 new followers that dropped in in a week or something. It was, it, it was just crazy. It had like 25 million views on it. Yeah. But 25 yeah. million, by the time Universal realized and took it down, <laughs> 25 million. <laughs> <laughs> on it. oh amazing amazing and then from yeah. there it's just gone it's carried on growing yeah. you're up to a million now on facebook is that right yeah just over a mil on facebook yeah so facebook kind of was always my main hub really it was always kind yeah. of felt like my community um and obviously i do do instagram as well but i kind of i, I use the two quite differently in, okay. in that sense instagram I tend to maybe do less on the grid, but I story every yeah. day. Like I love storing. I think Instagram is just brilliant for that. Yeah. And um, whereas Facebook, I use that to kind of do my, my bigger content. So I'll do my, my longer kind of three minute plus videos. We'll go onto Facebook and I do weekly lives on a Wednesday night where I kind of invite people in and we just talk about our tales of woe. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, so we've kind of built this whole kind of group of people and we kind of have our shared experiences over sometimes you know how difficult parenting can be and sometimes how lovely parenting is but yeah and do you think that's been the 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 sort of thing that's made resonated so much with your audience and helped it grow is that sort of fact that so many people can relate to the the highs and lows of of being a parent in today's world I think so. And I think because I'm quite, I mean, I don't want to use the word normal because what is, what is normal, but I don't try and sugarcoat anything that yeah, happens. Yeah. You know, my kids in my world, like if, if anybody did anything to them, like I'd come for them in the night, like, you know, yeah. like the Cadbury's milk tray man, but with a baseball bat, like I would, you know, they are, but sometimes it's, it's difficult. It yeah. is. And, you know, and, I think, you know, sometimes on social media, you get inundated, don't you, with all these like perfect images and, you know, things that's just smoke and mirrors and it's not really how it is. And I know when my kids were really little and I wasn't working and I kind of felt a bit almost forced out of my job because back then, so Jack's nearly eight. So back then, kind of eight years ago to kind of say, I want to be flexible in Mm. in my work. It wasn't really the done thing. I was in a, a... our agency that was mostly all kind of young females nobody else had really had babies yet and people didn't really know what to do with it so you know it kind of that was in a way kind of led me to to doing what I'm doing but I I felt quite isolated 
Yeah, yeah. And I found it difficult to get out the house with both of them. My husband had or still has like a very full on job. He works six, maybe sometimes seven days a week. He goes away and he travels a lot. So yeah. it would just be me with the kids. And, you know, as much as then me kind of putting my content out there in the way that I, I did, it was also a way of me just connecting myself with other people and yeah. kind of making friends and you know it's really difficult when you're a new mom and and I was the first out of all of my friends to have kids as yeah. well yeah I was quite a whippersnapper I was 28 when I had Jack so I yeah I, I didn't really know what the people who were in the kind of current hell that I was of it taking 12 hours to leave the house to go for a three minute walk you know nobody else yeah. was living through it so for me by you know doing the videos and then people commenting and sending me messages that was my way of connecting I guess with people who were in the same position that I was yeah you get you get annoyed just going back to that thing about when you're saying about how long it takes to leave the house I've got two youngsters I've got a one-year-old about to be two and a four-year-old close to five so I completely you know oh, wow yeah hands full yeah my wife's obsessed with your, your videos and stuff and, and proper sees herself in the the challenges the joy the the kind of hair raising kind of craziness but when what annoys me is this and I don't think it gets spoken about enough is say you go into like a I mean it, it, this is this is obviously pre-lockdown but say you go into like a party or you're having like a you know you're going somewhere and you have to sort both kids out you have to get spare clothes nappies bottles whatever it may be dummies you know the list and you get all that and then you arrive on time and then your mates who may be a couple, no kids, no pets, nothing, are late and they go, oh, sorry, nightmare. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. It, it's very classic, like, you yeah. don't know the meaning of nightmare. You know what no, I mean? exactly. And then they swan in and like one of them's just got one small handbag. And you're like, you're there, like you're, you're like <laughs> for like a month's vacay at a three-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. They have no excuses. Yeah, they have no excuses. Absolutely. I always there should say, be some kind of like some kind of change.org petition for that, yeah. where you should just shut them off. <laughs> I always say that when it comes to being tired. Like no one, yeah. no one knows the word tired until you have you have children. I'm I'm quite lucky now, so. I've got nine-year-old triplets, right? And I was oh wow, quite, yeah. I was quite young. I was what twenty-five when we had them. So again, I was the first out of my mates to get married, first to have kids, and a lot of my friends now are having children. And I can just—I'm so smug with it. Like every time I meet one of my mates, or we chat, and they always say the same thing. They go, "How did you do it? How did you do it with three? And I don't know the answer, but I'll just stand there going. Well, I did, I did, I did it. I managed it. It, it was, it was hard. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, out the other side, I can sort of be a little bit smug with it now. It's quite, uh, yeah. quite good. <laughs> yeah, I see that. So yeah, so a lot of my friends now are kind of either just having their first or their seconds, and again, I'm now out of that other side of it and you know they, yeah. they I think one of them the other day she was trying to arrange uh like a like a zoom catch-up for eight o'clock on a Saturday morning and I was like no no but she was like well why aren't you know why aren't you up I was like well first off I was like I've trained my children now to stay in bed a bit longer and if they do get up any earlier they're at that age where they can go downstairs they know not to use like the kettle or the toaster but they can get themselves a bowl of cereal they yeah. know how to turn it 
gone, why would I get up at eight o'clock in the morning to catch up with you lot just because you've got a bunch of two-year-olds? That was your life choice. To do it earlier. So sorry. They had it without me. <laughs> it yeah. didn't go down well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. Like I'm quite lucky. I yeah, I'm not seeing eight o'clock during this half term. No chance. No. The kids will, no. they'll get up. Um, but yeah, I'm staying in bed as long as I possibly can do. I've never heard of those hours. Yeah. I've never heard of an eight AM Zoom. I can't oh, ridiculous. Because it's like, if it's a catch-up, it'd be like a drink, wouldn't it? And be like... I know. You know, I know. You know, you know, getting on them porn star martinis at 8 in the AM. I know. It's also, though, really selfishly heavily ruled by one of my friends who decided, carefree, by the way, she's like in her mid-30s, got no responsibility. She's got an Australian passport she was born there. So she just decided that she was going to live in Australia. So, like, we have to rule our social calendar around her on like in Byron Bay, just living her best life. <laughs> so it's and, and like, no. And are they out of lockdown? Absolutely not. Are they, out, are they out of lockdown now? Yeah, well? oh yeah, like, life's like fine for them. Why would, you want, fine. Zoom? Why would you want to Zoom with someone yeah, exactly. where they're basically don't, sticking don't to real people. Yeah, yeah. just been to the pub last night. We're like, what? <laughs> not seeing me mates. What is, what is this pub that you speak of? Yeah. yeah. Oh, worst, no. The worst thing would be you're, you're all there, logged on, all dolled up at 8 a.m. And then she's late. She's late. <laughs> she's at the beach. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, so- yeah, it's fine, though. You know, she, she has got the added risk of being eaten by a shark or bitten by a spider. So, well, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was going to say with the, with the sort of going back to the social media side of things, do you find like at the minute with everything going on, that it's quite a nice sort of welcome distraction, sort of being able to make content that that helps. And does it give you, I, I find with what I'm doing, it certainly sort of motivates me. I was talking to my wife the other day and just saying, because it sort of slowed down with it being half term, uh, I was sort of lost, a bit lost. Like, what, what am I going to do this week when um, I'm not doing the work? And, 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 and it sort of creates that distraction and knowing that what we do, whether it's through the podcast or through the videos that I share, it sort of really helps people. It sort of gives you a bit of a purpose during during this sort of lockdown. Do you, do you find yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, it does. I find it quite cathartic as well, actually. It's almost like a little bit of a, of a release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't actually see the face of my children because I think that's frowned upon if you do it too much. <laughs> um, but if, you know, but I, if I can kind of put that out into something that I know is going to make somebody else laugh. Like for yeah. me, I think anybody who's in comedy, the end goal is you just want to make people laugh. That's the only yeah. reason why you'd put yourself through the, the highs and the lows of it. So for me, I find it very rewarding to do something that I know then gets a really good reaction, whether that's kind of narcissistic or not. I'm like, they love me. It's, not, <laughs> it, it's more just like, I, I like to know that somebody's laughed after yeah, they've yeah. seen something that I've done. So yeah, for, for me, it's given me quite a good sense of purpose. Also kind of, if I didn't have my videos, I think I'd just lose sense of all kind of, you know, space and, and time. Like, where am I? What day is it? I use it, you know, I have a bit of a tight schedule. I do new videos on a Thursday on my Facebook. So I kind of, my, my week gets yeah, planned yeah. around all the content. I go live on a Wednesday. If I didn't go live on a Wednesday on Facebook, I literally would not know where I was yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the week. That routine. Anchor. Yeah, to, to, that keeps me, you know, and I know where I'm at. And it is, it's the routine side of things. Otherwise, I'd just be in pajamas like all day, every day, 
just eat cereal out of a box, not knowing what day it was. I think it's important. And, and speaking like as a teacher, when parents are always asking or friends saying, you know, how, how should we approach the whole home learning? I think number one is get some sort of routine because yeah. kids, kids thrive from it. And like we've just said yeah. there, adults love it. As, and don't get me wrong, yeah. it doesn't have to be that all the time. Like that's what half term's for. So sitting yeah. in your pyjamas, doing whatever you want this week's absolutely fine. But yeah, you, it, it does become very sort of uh, mundane if you, if you don't have that sort of structure and routine day to day. Yeah, it does. I mean, for us with um, with like Jack, my online, the one who does the online learning, he, um, he's he got the option. He can do it live at like yeah. half nine, his first one starts, or they they record it and they you can do it like on catch up later in the yeah. day. But for us, if he doesn't get that done at half nine with it live, so he, and I force him to interact, if he doesn't put his little hand up to answer a question, <laughs> he doesn't get any switch time in the afternoon. <laughs> you better ask a question. Mummy needs to know you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine you're behind the laptop camera with the switch, like you will answer this question. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but for us, he, he just he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it, and we wouldn't. We just wouldn't do it in the afternoon. So, yeah, yeah. for us, the, the structure and the routine is is important for for all of us. For yeah. Sure. Oh, good. Mm. Um, so, we've been watching a few of your throwbacks, a few of your recent videos where you've been doing the uh, flashback, the makeovers to the early noughties bringing yeah. back some, uh, <laughs> some serious memories because I think I think we're on the team yeah, yeah the same sort of generation so <laughs> let's say we could go back like first night out you could go back on any night out uh, for your first night out post lockdown what you yeah. what you're going for what's your what's your night out gonna look like um I would I would go to like the cheesiest nightclub that I could find it would need an R&B room yeah and it would also need like a cheese room as yeah. well so I could like flitter between the two genres um and I would I'd probably I'd be like I'm staying out all night oh my god I'm gonna get battered I'd be home by nine o'clock with chips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd have gone out at seven yeah and I'd have come back by nine and I'll be asleep yeah. and probably a pool of my own sick um but uh, yeah girls night I'm 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 already making imaginary bookings for flights to like Ibiza and things I want to go large that's yeah, that's time. the dream I've always said it I've never done Ibiza and it's one on my list that I always wanted to do yeah always so I'm getting my girls all of us and we're going we're going where we're going to be the go- oldest people where did you go on the like your first girls holiday where was the destination oh. It was uh, so classy. It was Valaraki was my first. Nice, nice. Is that club yeah. reps? Is that where club reps was? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been actually. Yeah, yeah. So Valaraki, yeah, I... and it was um, it, it was roundabout. It was getting about at the time I went. It was getting quite a bit of bad press. A few incidents had happened, and my I remember my mum and dad offering to buy me out of the holiday so that I didn't <laughs> go. Yeah, I never and went. I think to it only cost like three hundred quid, but still, yeah. my dad was like, "I'll give you five hundred if you don't go." And I was like, "No, screw you, John. I'm off." <laughs> I'd, hate, I'd hate to know what hotel you stayed in in Falaraki <laughs> if you stayed in that murder one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't Google it. It was probably the same. It's probably their like franchise branch, isn't it, out in Falaraki? Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what I was. I was listening to. I think it was some sort of podcast, but they were saying that like. When they did that club reps, 
they were hoping through that club reps it was going to really take Falaraki to a whole new level. Instead, it did the complete opposite and just attracted like, uh, well, just they were saying it was just all men, like all men just ended up going there. And it was sort of like yeah. a ratio of like five to one of, of, of yeah. Men, men, yeah. Um, we went yeah. to... Me and all my, uh, my Church of England high school girls, fresh, <laughs> fresh out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd take it now, though. We were saying on the lads group the other day, like the worst night out, I'd just take it. Just take... Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I'd go anywhere. The sort yeah. of, you know, there was a place in Manchester called Satan's Hollow. And you go and you'd pay like 10 quid and you'd get this plastic cup and it was all you can drink. But it wasn't really alcohol. It was like window cleaner. It must have been. I'd take that yeah. now. Did Satan's that, hollow yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get quite drunk for a fiver as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, yeah. When I was like reminiscing about that noughties one, there was one because I went to uni in Leeds. Oh, yeah. And uh, don't like, I don't like to stay too far away from the M62. Um, <laughs> so I went to uni in Leeds. And it, there was a bar called Harvey's Bar and it was four for one. So <laughs> it was just absolute carnage. So we used to just buy rounds of Aftershock and yeah. just, you get absolutely trolleyed for a fiver. With Aftershock, did you used to do the hold it in your mouth for as long as you can? Oh, before? No. no, did you not do that? No. Was just that get just... it straight down before it came back out again. That oh, was, we, used, yeah. we used to do the, uh, you had to hold it in your mouth for as long as possible. So the sort of, I don't know what the flavour is, but it basically... Like Listerine. Yeah, it numbed <laughs> your mouth. You, you wouldn't be able to speak for the rest of the night. You'd just be like, who we got over Because <laughs> your mouth is just, just on remember, fire. Just remember that uh, Lee went to an all boys school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must have been what it was, yeah. After shot. I, I, I think what though, talking about, talking about uh, those nights, I mean... Those cheap nights. I mean, you, you, you're talking now, you go to a, a bar or like a nice bar restaurant and like you're buying these drinks that are like four, five, six. Sometimes, you know, like when my, my wife loves a porn star martini and it's like, you know, they're like 12, 13 quid. Now, I don't, obviously, I don't mind. But when you just look back and you just have that moment where you're just like 50p an Alcapop. Like yeah. it was 50p an Alcapop. It was yeah. dream stuff. And and yeah, we need it back. Every bar yeah. should throw a throwback night. They really should. I mean, they wouldn't make a huge amount of money, would they? You know, getting <laughs> getting charged for that much money. But we used to. Oh my gosh, we used to um, go. So we had this one night. It's how I met my husband. Actually, I like to think if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for this student night, that my children wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, but I met my husband, there and it was um, we'd get Apple VKs, which I yeah. like to think were like the the tree of our yeah. generation because we used to use it as a mixer so we yeah, used yeah. to get the apple VKs. and then we get like two or three shots of vodka and a pint glass and pour it in and then that'll be it with a straw and we let oh like yeah. how we didn't die at university is just beyond me my it, kids aren't going it's fine yeah. mind you this at this rate of homeschooling that i'm doing they won't be able to get in anyways <laughs> <laughs> I remember we used to do the uh, AU night because I went to uni in Manchester. I didn't move away. Um, it was Leeds at Leeds. I'd, was it Oceana in Leeds? That was the big. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly, my mate used to DJ there. Um, Easter used to DJ there, Adam. No, oh, no, yeah, no. Um, I had a great, I had a great night out in Leeds. Leeds, I remember getting, brilliant. 
and it was yeah. I remember I was uh, I ended up um I ended up getting getting slightly lucky with a girl on a, uh, who had broken her ankle and was on crutches <laughs> so she but... couldn't get away even though it's back home yeah. Maybe uh, when, when you retell that story, just rephrase, like, rephrase it <laughs> so she doesn't sound less unable. I used the crutch of the microphone and sang a bit and boob later as she loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what I was saying was our AU night used to be at a place called, um, it, on a Wednesday, at 21s it was called in Manchester. And what you could do, you could buy a case of VK. So you could go to the bar and just say, I want a case of, and they'd give you whatever it was, like 12. And it would, yeah, it'd be about eight quid or whatever. And they just st- stick it on the table you were sat at. Yeah, bargain. And you'd just not back these, have your sugar rush for about an hour and then just sort of keel over. Oh, it was. Did it, did it come with like, you know, like a scantily clad girl carrying it with like a sparkler in it? Like, no, the table, like, no, there was n- none of that. It was just whoever went to the, bottle of Christelle. Just, yeah. Oh, there was none of that. Well, it was just sticky floors and yeah. Good time. Good, good time. Good old days. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause uh, the, uh, in that video you were, you, you were doing, it's like all the sort of fashion faux pas from back in the day. And we thought we'd run some of our, you know, poor choice. Well, questionable choices of things that we, yeah. yeah, Cause you sort of shared all the sort of female side of things in, in the videos. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's, if if neither of you have frosted tips, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, I did. Yeah. I'd like blonde. I went through the Gareth Gates, you know, where he used to just sort of put his, they were like inspired spider legs. Yeah. I had that one. And then there was a time where I, I bleached the, the ends, Blonde, yeah. Of course you did. It wasn't your fault. You were just a product of, you know, of your time. Yeah. That's what I like to think. Go on, Adam. What yeah. was one of yours? Because you had, Adam's got a lot more. His list is a lot longer than mine. Um. Oh, what do you mean? Like, so so dodgy stuff I used to wear? <laughs> yeah. I'll throw in the mix. <laughs> what, about, what about dog tags? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to have, I used to have, I used to wear dog tags. And treat them as if they were proper, like I got them from the army. Like <laughs> they were my pride and joy. So much so that before I'd go to the dance floor to try and get lucky, I'd kiss them. It's <laughs> like, come on. And I'd be kissing like two quid top man sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um get up line, the things I saw in Nam. <laughs> I've seen some things. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, kissing them and then going to look for the closest someone with an injury. <laughs> like, oh, she's, she's got crutches. I'll head over there. <laughs> Medical officer. Um, but, yeah, yeah. we used to... <laughs> this, uh, this interview's getting embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I had that. I used to love wearing a vest underneath. Oh, like, nice. Was it string? Was it like a string one? No, as well? not a string because I have quite big nipples. It was like a. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like a normal. They, they were, you know, the dead cheat ones. And then it 
Yeah, another top man's best. Oh, always. And then it would, yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to love them T-shirts that looked like they had other T-shirts underneath. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do they have like some kind of dodgy logo on the top, on the front as well? Like some slogan? Yeah. It's all about slogan I had had a shirt that I used to love uh, that I wore for my 16th birthday when I had a house party. And it said, keep on keeping on on the front. (laughs) And then massive on the back, it had keep on keeping on. And I thought, (laughs) this is the coolest shirt ever. (laughs) And just before people started arriving, vest, shirt. Dog tags. <laughs> Dog tags. Just like Tom Cruise, you, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the, the most embarrassing... Just a bit of unchained melody. Yeah, the, the accessory, accessory that I used... I went through a stage of wearing uh, bandanas on my wrist. I don't know why. It's like also double-double sweatband. Yeah. yeah. And me and my mates used to... Obs- we used to colour code it, so for wearing a... Uh, a black t-shirt out we'd have the black sweatband it wasn't a sweatband it was a proper bandana and we used to tie it i don't know why because it didn't really act as a sweatband but we thought it was the coolest thing oh, ever the, coolest, yeah. the funniest yeah. was we were in the uh we we're in the ritz uh have you ever been out in manchester have you ever yeah i have a few times i don't think i've frequented the ritz I'm just right so out there. it used yeah. to be love train night and they used to do uh Brutus Gold it was, and they used to do all the 70s disco. It was, yeah, every week, Wednesday night at the Ritz, and you'd you'd, you'd go. And I always remember we were, we were all dressed up. We had our uh, bandanas on, and I remember we bumped into Freddie Flintoff <laughs> on the dance floor back in the I day when that. he was, yeah, when he was, he'd loved, he loved to have a beer in that. And I remember he took one look at me, mate, and he was like, oh, let me see your wrist. And my mate because he was really into his cricket, so he was proper fangirling. And he sort of held up this bandana, bandana thinking he was really cool. And Freddie, like, undid it, grabbed it, and then just <laughs> launched, it across the, <laughs> launched it across the dance floor. And then my mate was absolutely wounded and then went trying to find it. <laughs> Spent the rest of the night trying to find this bandana. <laughs> I think just because Freddie Flintoff touched it, it was... Um, yeah, maybe yeah. he was going to sniff it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you one other thing that was uh, that was big back in the day was obviously blazers wearing blazers out to town because it was always when you're a bit bit younger, um, you know, it was the crucial thing. It was basically it was better than ID. You wear your dad's (laughs) blazer and you can get in. But then it went to well, I don't want to look like I've got a job interview. So what I'll do is I'll wear a hoodie underneath my blazer. Which is like, you know, to make it like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for a night out, but I'm also a bit of business. Plus, I was in the army. Check out my duck tags. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking I'd made the best purchase of my life, Boxing Day sale. I found a blazer with a stitched in hoodie, but it was like, you know, like a stitched in, like gray little sleeve and a stitch. Just, just the sleeve. Yeah, just the sleeve. Just the tiny little sleeve. And, and this is absolutely no word of a lie. I was out one night and we're, we're outside, probably out getting a takeaway kebab or whatever. And a girl was cold and people going, Parky, give me your hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I can't. He's all attached. <laughs> Did that girl go home with a really nice new blazer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a nice new blazer. Oh, uh, funny. <laughs> 
Funny. And a set of dog tags. Oh, he really likes me. You know, look what he gave me. <laughs> John Smith. It's like, yeah. there you go, babe. <laughs> oh, God. You just, uh, <sighs> just don't do it like that anymore, do they? Those are the days. Those do you know days. what, like kids today, like, I, look at, I look at like teenagers now, you know, like 16, 17, and they all look like how I would want to look as a 30-year-old woman. Like yeah. when I was a teenage girl, I was an absolute mess. I had like, there was no GHDs. Like that was, the technology just wasn't there. We used to, I used to always pin my hopes on like a babbleless pair of straighteners in the, in the laminated pages of Argos. And yeah, I'd be yeah. like, that's going to be the one. That's going to be the one that finally straightens my hair and you'd get it and it would do absolutely nothing. So then you'd have to iron your hair and you'd <laughs> yeah. have to like, my sister would do it for me. But then I was always a bit skeptical because I'd have always nicked her lippy or something. So I yeah. knew that she had like harboring a grudge. And so was she going to take half my scalp off? <laughs> and then you'd always have like a ledge where they couldn't get quite close enough to the scalp without the degree burns. You'd have like some kind of weird Lego helmet yeah. style hairdo. And it, yeah, I just not attractive at all. And I look at these girls now and they're like absolute like worldy stunners with all the tech that they had. They, yeah, they yeah. just never know the struggle, never. The struggle. And they've got to go through that struggle, I think. You've got to go through that stage. Of Makes you a better person. Thinking you're really cool, but then looking back in a few years, realizing it was, yeah. I think about the I busted. Mean, it's nothing else. Great comedy content. Yeah. <laughs> the, the busted yeah. phase I went through where I got a pair of straighteners because my hair's really curly. I had the hair down there like that. I used to wear like polo shirts with a tie. Um, because why? Why wouldn't I? That's what busted yeah. were doing. And then the studded, the studded belt, boot-cut jeans, and a pair of Vans. The weird I mean, thing is, Lee, Lee was 21 when Busted did <laughs> 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 All right, McFly then, whoever, whoever it was, McFly. Whoever it was. Or maybe it was both of them, didn't they join together at one point as well? So maybe, yeah. Busted, maybe yeah. More circa. Yeah. Circa <laughs> <laughs> So... We talk a lot on our podcast about life in the in the classroom. Um, so, what were you like at school? What sort of pupil were you when you were when you were at school? Were you a teacher's pet, or were you a bit of a renegade? Yeah, um, probably more of the of the latter. Well, here's the thing: like, I always felt that maybe comedy might have been my calling in yeah. life because I was that one like in school that would just I would mess around and would do like anything for the for the laughs so no I I, I found my old uh, reports actually my husband made me clean out the cellar and all the stuff my mum had dumped into our house and I was looking at my old school reports and I was crying at that with laughter it was so funny just like how somebody has painted you from such an early age actually <laughs> quite quite a true quite accurate <laughs> true. Yeah, very accurate. Complete character assassination, but it was very, very accurate. And it was, you know, all things like, you know, if Sophie uh, would um, like talk less and apply herself more. And yeah, I was not a grade A uh, student whatsoever. I think my GCSEs read as um, two Bs in English, which I was very proud of those Bs. Uh, six C's and two D's and then my A-levels I managed to get um, a C and two D's and I actually the only reason I got the C 
<laughs> was because I had salmonella and I didn't sit it. So they gave me my predictive grade. <laughs> that was the only reason why I got my C. Um, I was that an intentional... Was that an intentional? Yeah, oh no, I, I ate a bit of raw chicken two days before. Yeah. <laughs> Desperate times. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd had it for the other ones as well. Um, <laughs> I just didn't, do you know what? I didn't care at school. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, for me, I, I'm, I like to think I'm intelligent in other ways, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was never a traditional do well at school kind. Yeah. Of, of child it didn't sit with me maths was my biggest nemesis I had a maths tutor for years still still when I have to do sit there and do maths with the kids I'm like I can't on my fingers trying to work it out it's just not my thing um, the tutor wasn't and, called um, Whitney, we was she? yeah Whitney yeah about um, the tutor is that why you've got such a hatred because <laughs> she can do it she can do it in her head yeah oh man um yeah, you know, my school was quite academic and I wasn't. So I think I, I and I kind of twigged onto that quite early that I was never I was never top set material. It was always kind yeah. of somewhere in, in the middle. And um, and so, yeah, so I just used to have a laugh instead. Why not? <laughs> she, used to, she used to do stupid stuff with my mates in the classroom and, and get into all sorts of um, all sorts of trouble. But yeah, we did have fun, which is the most important thing, right? absolutely <laughs> yeah as a teacher i shouldn't really be saying that but yeah yeah why not if you, yeah if you're not gonna if it's a happy child <laughs> was there any was there any subject that you did like or was they, they were all sort of much of a much or was there any particular subject you you took to i used to love geography actually but we had a really? great teacher yeah, yeah. the taylor and uh, we had Mr. Williams and Mr. Taylor and they were great fun. And Mr. Taylor, like he used to jump on the tables. You, you, you do, you have that one teacher that always yeah. sticks out in your mind. And he was brilliant. He used to also run the, um, the six form ski trips as well that I went on a couple. And he was just, he was great fun. He knew how to, you know, he knew how to handle a room full of 30 teenage girls and to be yeah. able to, you know, to get anyone's attention and respect. I think, you know, probably speaks speaks uh, a lot doesn't it about your teaching abilities and he was just yeah he was good fun so I used to like geography that said I also do have a vivid recollection of um we, <laughs> when he was teaching us about earthquakes and things every time he'd say the word earthquake we all used to get under our desks and shake the desks just to annoy, <laughs> just to <laughs> music was also quite good fun because again we had a teacher that we used to just <laughs> Oh, Mr. Sharples was his name, bless him. And um, and and yeah, I think it wasn't me that did it. I'm just putting the disclaimer, but I think at one point he was locked in the keyboard room for a good hour of the lesson, but it wasn't me. It wasn't me who did it. But obviously it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> what would you do there if you're a teacher just locked in the room? It's just... <laughs> Play a really... Oh, okay, fine, fine. Play a really... Play a really sad song on the keyboard. Oh, by my Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, I'm the sure he was fine. Him. I'm sure you know the, the person who did it probably made sure he had water and food. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you do for the rest of the lesson? Just, just mess about. Oh. I think yeah, we just uh, we had the um, oh, what are they called the. Um, yeah, the Glockenspiel. I knew, the Glockenspiel. I knew straight away. 
when it's yeah, music, where I was going. Glockenspiel. I that, that thing. It was the only yeah. instrument, wasn't it? You were allowed maybe a keyboard and glockenspiel, and that was it yeah. for music. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just... So yeah, we just probably battered each other with the little rubber <laughs> dong things for the glockenspiels. <laughs> were you trying to hit each other's knees to get that little moment where your leg flipped up? That was the best thing to do then. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reflex, yeah. Uh, good. Oh, good. Oh. Good. So any other funny stories from your time at school? Any, what's the one story you always go to when you've got to reminisce on your school days? Okay, I've got one, but I don't know whether it's suitable. Um, there, was a big, <laughs> there was a big mystery in our school um, because there'd been a funny smell in the corridors for a few days. I've, I've talked about this before on... on <laughs> You, you just go with me so there was a couple yeah. of, there was a there was a bad smell and it kept getting worse and worse as like the days and then the weeks went on and um and eventually it was the smell was pinpointed down to one specific locker can't even remember the name of the girl whose locker is but anyway um and one of the teachers opened up said locker for this bag of fluid <laughs> <laughs> to spill out of the locker all over the floors, this brown liquid. Oh. And like the smell was unreal. It was absolute carnage. They were just, you can just imagine just hundreds of girls and like trapped in this corridor, all just like screaming, trying to get away from this liquid and this smell. Anyway, it was human waste. It was, oh. it was human waste. So somebody had gone to the toilet, all ends, um, in, in this bag and then put it in this girl's locker. Anyway the hoo-ha that went down after it. And to this day, nobody knows who beeped in the locker. That was like, honestly, if you speak to anybody who went to my school, even on all of our deathbeds, that would be like our one last request to know who it did was. that in the locker. We were all pulled into the school hall and we were all threatened with DNA testing. <laughs> <laughs> CSI. <laughs> what's yeah. the name of the school like, we are going to get to the bottom of who did this we will do dna testing you will all yeah. be tested like to try and like no pun intended but to flush out the the poo culprit um yeah and it was the biggest scandal to rock our school i think probably in, in decades and to this day nobody knows the motive behind why they, did they get caught short and just had to do it and just shoved it in an open locker was it some kind of revenge act against the girl whose locker that it was yeah yeah it, it needs to be a netflix documentary i was about to say yeah <laughs> but listening yeah. to what you were saying there i've got a feeling mr sharples needs <laughs> questioning because if he knew who stuck him in that locker <laughs> i just you know I'm just theorizing. You've solved it. You've there we solved go. it. Mr. Sharples oh, just like, yeah. <laughs> lock me in that room. When it got found. I just love the thought of like on your death, but it's like, would you like to, would you like to see your kids? Would you like to see your partner again? Like who, who shit in the locker? <laughs> It's all I want to know in life. It's like the, it's been hanging over my head, a cloud, yeah. a cloud for all of my like the next twenty odd years after it happened. Yeah, the likelihood is it'll be. I feel with that one. No, no, no. Listen, the amount of stories we've shared on this podcast about poo 
and all sorts. We've we've heard it all, trust me. But yeah, I reckon it's probably the one person you least expect. So yeah. if you get the photo app of a year group, just the quietest yeah. child in it, it was probably them. Yeah. Just I'd, question, um, I'd question the person who opened the locker. Well, it was one of the teachers. The teacher that like, opened the locker would be the one who'd be like, oh my God. But the horror. The yeah. horror. Did they know, yeah. That's why they had them plastic things on the shoes, like swimming baths. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew what was about to come out. They just released death from the locker. Oh, yeah. I can still, I can still like smell the smell. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those yeah. ingrained memories in my life. Yeah. I, in a church uh, of England, all girls' school. I can, I can you imagine. I know. But I love the fact that the teachers did what all teachers do, which is go to the absolute extreme. If we do not find out who this is, there'll be DNA testing. Just Jeremy Kyle coming out, doing a whole school assembly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where they would have got funding from to know, like yeah. privately DNA test a school of like a thousand kids <laughs> <laughs> to see if it was them who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that. Oh, God. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Get me. <laughs> um, right. So I thought we could finish with sort of like the ultimate British school days challenge. Sort of a little bit of a get, sort of a bit of like an I've never, although it's probably, yeah. is it too early to get a drink involved? I don't know. We'll, we'll go for it. So I'm just saying like, it's next to me. It wasn't planned. Well, <laughs> I have got Gin why not me. let's oh, go for it any one time not too far out of reach there's always a bottle of gin never know gotta be done gotta be done i mean here's another one for you because obviously we were talking about alcoholic drinks i don't know whether this was just me and but gin when we were younger just wasn't wasn't anywhere oh, near as big it wasn't as big or no. as popular was it no mother's ruin that's what they used to call it wasn't it because you used to just have it and cry yeah. I think like, it I just rebrand. It probably has, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I just always felt like gin was sort of a really old person's drink when we were younger. Yeah. Like it was something yeah. drank if there was nothing else left. Because we were sort of the Alco pop generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's now and when you've done house parties and then you'd already been through like your mum and dad's drink cabinet as to and then yeah. filled them back up with water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I always remember we went to, it was my cousin's, um, was it her 18th, Adam? I can't remember what it was, where we did the, and we, and we were always pranking and we did that. So we got a bottle of vodka, filled it with water and a bottle of actual vodka. And we do this get, it's like, who wants to take us on? Who could neck the amount of vodka? And I don't know whether it was because of her birthday, but she was like, yeah, I'll do it. So we're drinking a bottle of water. She's drinking a bottle of vodka. Oh, she was so... Like, I think her dad found her in the middle of a field just asleep. She was just, at, oh, we got in so much was, trouble, didn't we? It was so, so, so dangerous. <laughs> and the, the best bit looking back was how you didn't, because obviously at the time I was about uh, 14, 15, Lee was about uh, 19, 20. And we we were taking sips of this water and being like, whoa, man, that is so strong. <laughs> Suddenly we were American. With every sip, we were like, holy hell, dude, that's really gone in my head. And then suddenly she's going like, yeah, well, I'll do two. And, do two. and we were sat there like, as if this is working. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you awful people. I know. I, I, I did. I look back and I regret it massively. That was irresponsible. It tarnished my army record. <laughs> Early discharge. Yeah. Yeah, I've got AWOL. <laughs> right, so here we go then. So did you ever cover your hands in PVA glue and then sit there peeling it off? Of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Just before I put a pen in a Bunsen burner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sometimes do that now as a teacher if we're doing an art lesson because I'm terrible at art so I can't really help the children so I'll sort of have a go at drawing a stick man on the board and say don't do it like this just have a go luckily this is where again technology comes in because you can stick like a YouTube tutorial video up just follow yeah. this you know uh, have a go yeah. at this but then I just be sat there just putting PVA glue on my hands <laughs> It off, yeah. Like a right weirdo in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Mr. P, I need your help. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> like, I've got the little finger left to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's though, isn't it? Absolutely. Like dipping your finger in wax. It's that yeah. same kind of, yeah. Love it. It was a great victory as well, wasn't it, when you had that really long peel? Like, when yeah. you do a little one, it's a bit like, oh, never mind. But then when you actually get a good grip, yeah, like tearing quite a bit off. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going into a lot of detail, but I was big on it back in the day. I used to love and you it. You could see all like your skin cells in it, couldn't you? Like the patterns yeah. it made. In a way, quite arty, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they should have used on the locker to get a fingerprint back in the should day. Have. They missed the trick, didn't they? <laughs> you know. Get the PVA glue out, lads. Yeah. Were you one of the lucky way. ones who got to sit on the bench in assemblies when you were in year six? Uh, no, I don't think no. so. No, I don't matter? ever even recall benches, actually. I think we were all just made to like sit on a floor. Like yeah. peasants. Yeah, like the hard, like hard times. Get on the floor, kids. You'd all be controlled easier, couldn't you, if you were all yeah. on like the one level? Yeah. We used to have... Know, like... Go on, Adam. Sorry, go on. No, like crossed legs. Like being sat as a child now on a whole floor. If I was asked to cross my legs and sit on a whole floor now for longer than 30 seconds, it would be weeks of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be in the ice bath. I'd be everywhere. It'd be horrendous. It's like a form of torture, isn't it? I'm sure that they kind of, you know, in like some dodgy prisons that, you know, you see in like the world's most like deadly prisons and stuff on Netflix. And when there's a riot and stuff, they make them all get on the floor, don't they? Like cross the <laughs> on the floor. Like that. Because you don't know schools. You don't the, world. Like the world, yeah. Do pins and then you're needles. like, yeah, the one that's got pins and needles that. in, like dragging it across the floor afterwards to get back. Yeah, and Adam would probably try it the on. The world's toughest prison. Yeah. Oh, there's an easy target. <laughs> uh, uh, no, we used to have benches at the back of the assembly, and it was a. Um, the thing was, you'd you'd go your whole primary school career waiting for that moment to sit on the bench and ultimately you're just sitting on another wooden piece of furniture compared to the floor there was nothing special about it but it was the sense of pride looking down on the peasants before yeah. you um yeah yeah absolutely. did you ever smoke a crafty cigarette on school grounds no i didn't no i didn't um, and do you know what if I'd been more cool, then maybe. 
yeah. um, but I tried smoking I went I was in a park with my friend and she was like a year older than me and like a bit cool and I was like oh, I'll try one and then literally took one puff of it and I was like Ugh! and just that was it then I just couldn't and I used yeah. to do then that thing where I'd go out I'd be in my local Yates's on a Friday night underage and you'd be and you might be like do you want a fag and you'd be like yeah and you just hold it until it just burnt down before the just days hold. where you had to go outside yeah before yeah well you could just do it there and then just yeah. have, a, have a smoke yeah so so maybe if I'd been a bit bit more cool and down with the kids then 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 maybe yeah but oh no absolutely no I was also I, like a bit of a do-gooder as well so like I was a bit of a I was a bit of a trouble causer in the sense of lessons but I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't do anything that crazy no no, no. I mean, we had them in our school. There was a group. Well, I never did it because um, I'm asthmatic. <laughs> so I was always worried about needing my blue inhaler in case, you know, I had yeah, a reaction. Like one, one puff of the fag, one puff of the blue one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, but they were, what the lads used to do at our school is they'd go around, they'd find where, you know, quiet space, but then they'd come back and because they wouldn't want the smell, they'd spray the hands with links, right? Oh, but then the hands used to get so red raw, it became even more obvious that they were clearly smoking because they'd come with like these scaly, re really sort of red raw hands. And the teacher's like, what have you been up to? Yeah. So basically, they were, they were completely caught red-handed. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm here all week. Yes, thank you. Um, were, you were you a prefect at school? No, 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 I was, uh, no one was ever giving me that responsibility. One of my friends, she was deputy head girl. And to this right. day, I think it was a fix. Like I demand like a recall <laughs> on that because she was the least sensible person. She was like my partner in crime when we used to get into trouble in yeah. like, physics. We used to sit back on the back row in physics and just sing the rivers of Babylon at full blast. I don't know why, <laughs> uh, but then we used to sit and they made her deputy head girl. And I was like, ridiculous. There's got, no way, absolutely no way. I've got another theory. She witnessed the poo. She witnessed <laughs> Mr. Sharples and therefore <laughs> held held them to ransom to get the. She knows too much. Exactly. That's it. They've kept her quiet by giving her a position of authority. Ooh, the plot. Thing. Yeah. But tell you, Netflix, are you listening? Get this, get this going. Get it on um, there. Exactly. Were you a Tamagotchi? girl or were you into the gooey aliens were you more of the you know no I was Tamagotchi yeah. and um and, and after about a week I just left it to die in my bedside table because it was just so annoying it's probably still there my mum and dad's house just like <laughs> 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 indestructible when it took yeah. so long for them to just die just yeah. done with that yeah yeah a good uh, a good example of my parenting skills <laughs> I think I was tested at an early age. I was like, oh, this is just so needy. I'm going to shove it in a drawer. Just forget about it. I'm just laughing if someone joined the podcast at that point and you're just like, it just takes so long to die. I was like, just go back a few seconds. Talk about Tamagotchi's, mate. It's fine. Yeah. Don't call social services. They're fine. They're in front of, you know, Uncle Mario's got them, uh, but it's fine. It's yeah, fine. We yeah. won't clip that bit up. Yeah. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> That's your trailer, your tease. Yeah. Uh, yeah what the was... start of the Netflix documentary. <laughs> 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 there to die. Dun, dun, dun. 
get sharples on the old on the old instrumentals. <laughs> Carrying a Tesco bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever get a detention? Did you ever get a detention when you were at school? Yeah, I did. I got one. Yeah, one. And I think it was because yeah, I know. I oh, see, I was I had a great skill set. Um, whereas I used to set up the trouble and then casually walk away from it. <laughs> I, I, I was the same. I didn't get one. You'd cause, I, you'd cause the earthquakes and not go under the table. Yeah. I'd be like, girls, girls, you know what's going to be hilarious, right? When he comes back in, let's all pretend. And then somebody else would take the sit for it. And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> See, that's what I was <laughs> like. I never got one detention throughout school, whereas Adam would average one a day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you're saying that you were just Wheezy Joe in the corner, just like <laughs> taking it. <laughs> I use that inhaler to its potential to get yeah, out. Yeah. Of that would have just been crumble. You couldn't put the asthmatic kid in detention. Yeah, exactly. I've got an asthma appointment. I can't stay for detention. Um, yeah, no. I, well, I was. Yeah, I mean, I. You could probably tell having uh, met me over the last hour or so. I can be quite loud. <laughs> And I can clinkle my uh, dog tags together in class, which wasn't very good. <laughs> Spinning them around your head. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, what was your favourite school dinner back in the day? Uh, I I was the weird lunchbox kid. I'm a fussy eater. Right. I just didn't trust just what they were pumping out in the canteen. Absolutely not. They might try and mix different food groups together. I was yeah. very much, you know, like things had to be separate from my... I didn't eat sauce on anything until I was about 21. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, right, he, he likes to give himself the accolade of introducing me to lasagna because I just refused to... Yeah, I was really, really weird hang up around food when I was younger yeah so now I feel like having two fussy children is just like the universe's you know confidence, yeah. isn't it for being an absolute fuss pot as a kid it's payback um and I, I say things out loud and I can hear myself saying them going how do you know you don't like it until you've tried it yeah <laughs> me it was me so I had it coming I did have it coming but yeah no I was a pat lunch um, and my dad so my dad hates it when I tell this story and he says it's not true and we have this like complete it's it's a Barney about it because I talk about it on my lives and he always tunes in to listen and then I get really yeah. like passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> and I can see why but for time saving he used to like on a weekend batch make my sandwiches and then right. he'd freeze them and then he'd give me a sandwich on like a Monday morning, frozen solid, for it just to like defrost like sadly into my lunchbox and like flood everything else in the lunchbox. Anyway, so I'm convinced and he refuses that he was this much of a lazy parent that one of my frozen sandwiches was actually just Marmite on bread. And he froze that and put it in my lunchbox. And I was just like this weird brown salty. Maybe that was what was in the locker. Yeah, there we go. We've solved it. We've solved it. We've solved it. Oh, I just misplaced my frozen marmite sandwich. It defrosted. <laughs> and that was the end result. Uh, but, sorry, Mr. Sharples. We take everything take back. It all back. No lawsuit to be seen here. It was my dad's marmite sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> down wow. so yeah so he's just like that absolutely didn't I would never have done that and I was like John you you put Marmite on bread mate it took you about a minute and then you froze it and then you gave it to your own child like, efficient mm. efficient but yeah, <laughs> <Very> efficient. yeah. 
Oh, brilliant. Um, favourite school trip? Um, probably one of my skiing ones, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, one of the sixth forms. So when you got to six, well, actually, I think you could go at any year, but my parents had held out. They were quite pricey, like back in the day. Yeah. So I was allowed to go once, and um, and we went to um, we went to Italy, and I oh, we just had an absolute riot. And of course, we were in sixth form, and we were sixteen, and in Italy, ah, oh, you could get battered at six. Yeah. <laughs> and the teachers couldn't really do anything about it because you know that was the law um and so we did we had an absolute right it was like probably the funniest thing also just a precursor to that I can't ski um so I also remember just taking out a line of like you know when they have like the ski schools and they have everybody just like you know like parallel to the slope ready to go I couldn't stop and so I just (laughs) they always say never sit back on your skis it's the worst thing you can do it's the first thing that I did I panicked and I sat back (laughs) and I just took out a line of about 12 people (laughs) it was great though it was good fun. I also broke my nose as well. I thought I'd try and stop myself with my face and that didn't go quite to plan either. Oh, no. um, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> well, that was it. At that oh, age, no. though, at that age, though, you could do that. You could go have a few drinks in it. Well, say a few, you'd go, you know, knock them back, get absolutely trolled. But then the next day you'd wake up just fresh as a daisy, a day on the slopes. Whereas now I only need to yeah. look at a beer and I'm hungover. Yeah, so i'm not a great drinker it's not again that's not my superpower in life um and for me i always really struggled with finding a drink that didn't make me sick and i remember Mm. being in this bar in italy and my friend abby had got me um a quantro an orange juice and i remember knocking it back and going to it oh my god so good tastes (laughs) just like orange juice and then i was so violently sick the next day i had to blag to the the male teachers because i knew they wouldn't question it that i couldn't go skiing because i had period pain (laughs) (laughs) with that prove it prove it that i haven't yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and and i couldn't i couldn't hit the slopes because i was so ill yeah, yeah. I'm a prolific acid drink vomiter. Mm. I think one of the worst ones I've ever had as far as the day after being sick was after a phone party. And I don't know what I oh, I don't know what I did, but I must have like just eaten all the foam because the next day I was just throwing up. I, I, it was just like fairy liquid, just throwing up fairly liquid. It was it was clean, but it was nonstop, <laughs> like but literally. So suds suds just coming out my mouth it was horrible it was i was so sick it was the day after to be to be fair it was on a lad's holiday and it was the last night and we'd gone to this um phone party and funnily enough i broke my hand i'd broke broken my wrist about three months before on my birthday night out i fell out of a taxi and uh i woke up the next day and i was out to my dad i was like dad my wrist is really sore like, I think I've done something to it. And I don't know whether this is just a dad thing, but we're, I'm terrible now. We just never think of going to the hospital or doctors. It's like, I'll be all right. Yeah. You your fingers, you're fine. Yeah. 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 Like, um, one of my sons broke his nose the other day, or oh, a, a while ago, uh, on a bouncy castle. And I was like, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. You know, it'll be fine. And my wife was like, no, no, his, his nose is on the other side. I was like, no, no, he's. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah, and it was. So my dad was like, "Oh no, you're fine." 
And then it didn't get any better. And I booked in and the appointment I ended up getting was like the day before we went on this lad's holiday. And I just routinely went, got an x-ray and they were like, yeah, it's broken. So I had to do this week long lad's holiday in Cos in this bright orange. Uh, I couldn't go in the pool, nothing like that. And then on the last night, we went to this phone party. The, the cast completely disintegrated, which told you what <laughs> the phone was being used. And I just went a bit OTT because I'd had to, you know, not go in the pool and all that sort of stuff. So I was a bit fed up. And yeah, the next day I was so just honestly suds everything. And it was the flight home. It was all, it was one of the worst worst days I've ever had. Just burping, just fairy liquid. It was awful, awful. No good comes of phone parties. I broke my wrist in a phone party in Malia. I was there for literally all of five minutes. (laughs) Got like rugby tackled by some bloke who was like, hey, in the phone. And I was like, uh, 10 minutes later in the local like clinic down the road, had to lie to my mum because she was like, don't don't go on mopeds, don't go to phone party. And I was like, "Mm." And um, I had to lie to her and tell her uh, I fell off one of them big foreign curbs. And so then for years afterwards, and again, I kept it up. (laughs) I was in my twenties, but I had to keep it up for years. And every time if we were away or anything, I'd be like, watch out for those big curbs. (laughs) (laughs) But what you were saying about the cast, did you not clean up with the girls because you had your cast on? So like for me, when I had did my arm, then I came back and I met my husband. That's how I, because he was a physiotherapy student. So he was like, he was like, like, imagine praying on, praying on the injured. Hey, it works. (laughs) I can use this to my advantage here. (laughs) And that was his chat up line. He was like, oh, what have you done to your wrist? And that was it. And the rest is history. Did he not show you the dog tags? Didn't have his dog tags mind, no. no. Don't be a girl in a cast. It works 80% of the time, every time. (laughs) Um, It doesn't work the same way around, I don't think, because uh, it just smelt, you know, because of the heat. Yeah, you just didn't want to say, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Salt and vinegar crisps. That's what it <laughs> smells like. <laughs> oh. Salt and vinegar crisps. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it didn't it didn't help. It didn't help because it was like, oh, I broke my arm. And they were like, Yeah, we could smell it. Yeah. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay well clear. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so right, school disco time. What was your go-to school disco song? Um, oh, but cut my Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Where did he come from? Where did he go? I think that was, that was it. What it wonder, wasn't they? Rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That one. Banger. Yeah. Because that was just, uh, it's just simple to do as well. The dance, isn't it? Yeah. Just swinging around, just elbowing people in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get away with just like giving a cheeky dig to someone you didn't like on the way around. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's the music. Yeah. I got caught up in the moment. I was I was always a sucker for Saturday night. That was my go-to. Oh, I had it. Yeah, I had it mastered that dance. Where was where were we recently? And I even recently I just talked to it. Was that was it a family party? And it came we've on and I, we've not been anywhere for a long time. <laughs> no, but <laughs> <So> I mean, <laughs> recently. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying recently, like five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much, it was so much easier back then as well, because honestly, some of the dances my daughter copies off the likes of TikTok. Oh, TikTok. No. Yeah. It's too confusing. You just need to get on the Macarena, don't you? That was it. It was, it was Wigfield or the Macarena. They were the only yeah. like things, the only 
moves that we had. Yeah. I, I, I just came, obviously, I think, are you, you two are roughly the same age, are you? I think you are, aren't you? I'm 35. Yeah, ooh, hit me by a year. Right. Yeah. And I I'm hate being the oldest person in the room. How old are your friend uh, from Byron Bay will arrange one at 8 a.m. tomorrow and get her on? She's, <laughs> yeah, she's, she is. She's older than me. She's 38. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, um, there we go. Yeah. I'm 32, so uh, obviously just a bit younger. So, and uh, the Casper slide, I mean, that was, you're talking about like simple instructions, DJ Casper. Cha cha slide. Oh, what did I say? The Casper slide. You said Casper slide. He says that that in the song, doesn't he? Casper slide part two, featuring the platinum band. And this time, (laughs) we're going to get (laughs) funky. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it was perfect because I don't do well with like really, you know, like when you open something that you got to build and there's loads of words in the instructions, I'm like, oh, no. But something as simple as slide to the left. I'm like, I can do this. I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> Cha-cha, real smooth. <laughs> how about now, y'all? Yeah, how that became such a massive song? Because it is so it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like slide to the left. It's like written for it sounds like it's Toddlers. written for yeah. over 65s like yoga or dance session. Remember when like Nana used to take us to line dancing in Colin Bay Adam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like something that should have been played there, but put a funky beat behind it. Suddenly it was number one for like a year. There's no way that over 65 no way that over 65s are going reverse. Reverse. <laughs> oh, hang on. My my door's just gone. Hold that thought. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, the dog just thinks it's like that guy from the armed forces every time the dog goes. <laughs> Turns out he's Adam with his dog tags. <laughs> yes, you! <laughs> Infiltrated through an interview. Uh, oh, right, finally. We're, we're, we're nearly at time to wrap it up anyway. I've got a couple more questions. So, uh, obviously, with everything that you're doing through social media, what's what's next? What What's... Uh, in the pipeline for you? Well, hilariously, at the moment in lockdown, I'm trying to write a book. So that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. We signed yeah. a book deal. So I'm doing a kind of comedy, non-fiction, and then a comedy fiction as well, which will be my first stab at novel writing, which I'm excited about. Before I started any of this, that's what I wanted to do. I've kind of got like two half-written manuscripts that yeah. I just kind of then had kids and pushed to one side. So I'm picking that up again. Oh, um, so yeah, writing, but at the moment it's just, it's so hard. Like yeah. after, after a day of like doing homeschooling and I just need to be able to have a bit of quiet to sit down and write. And mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm not, you know, schooling, someone's asking me to wipe their bum or asking for a snack or both at the same time um so yeah finding that time to actually write is quite difficult but yeah hopefully february february 2022 guys that's when that should be the first one should be dropping should um and then i kind of just want to get back into the comedy writing stuff hopefully when we can get back on stage if i can get out to fringe i want to do a slot there maybe and then in 2022 i want to do a bit of a kind of comedy road show 
things. So yeah, so there's lots going on. It's just, you know, it's so dependent at the moment mm. about whether we're all allowed out of our houses again, like what yeah, yeah. live comedy gonna look like. And I'd only just, you know, I hadn't done that much kind of gigging about when lockdown came in. I think I did my last gig was like 200 people in a theater in Manchester. And that was the end of February. And it was the best feeling. It was the biggest audience yeah. that I'd performed to. And it was the biggest buzz. And I came off stage and I was like, this is what I want to do. This is incredible. And then Boris was like, no. <laughs> oh, okay then. So yeah. I kind of, you know, I need to, I need to find my feet again a little bit in terms of getting back on a stage and performing. And and but that's yeah. So that's that's kind of like the overall goal is I want to get out and perform and do live stuff and then I'm also kind of doing bits and bits for tv I've been doing potentially a little bit of um writing for a production company it's just a lot going on it's just a shame that yeah. my children are here 24 7 and I can't get anything done that I'm being you know it's all being hampered by by my children never mind yeah no uh we we we, we had a few to- well few shows lined up and same thing. It was all planned for sort of summer last year. Got pushed back to now, and has now been pushed back again. And um, we were the same. We had that. Was it the Scunthorpe show we had in the February? Was it yeah, February? Was and that was a similar thing, sort of like two hundred people, and it just was amazing. And we were absolutely buzzing because we had all these other shows lined up. And then it was like, right, no lockdown. So see you later. Yeah, it's. Um, but I think there's so many other people that are in a similar sort of position, just waiting. Yeah. And I think people yeah. need it, don't they? I think as soon as we can get back to not, you know, it'll just be, um, I think you just take, we took it all for granted before. I think we'll really oh, take no. our time to make the most of every single thing we do going forward. Looking at those. My, my, my worry is the, you know, when you were talking about like where the things go back to normal, I mean, you know, I still think that this show, we, we were able to do about five or six of this first kind of live show that we had, and it was amazing. But I'm just kind of thinking, I buzz off that, the laughing. I love, I, like you said, I, I absolutely buzz off making people laugh. But I don't know if kind of, I love like hearing, <laughs> I just don't know if like, yeah. it'll be, it'll be as good. I don't know whether I'll, I'll think like, oh, did that joke land or I'll be yeah. laughing. Pull your mask down. Let me see your face. Well, that's it. It's going to be people are going to be really worried to kind of, you know, let anything leave their mouths, aren't they? It's going to be, it is, it's going to be really weird. I think it will be. And whether venues are even going to be, you know, up to full capacity, they're probably not. There's still going to be elements of social distancing, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And I think it's harder almost to make a smaller room laugh than it is to make a bigger room yeah. laugh because there's this kind of like, the mentality isn't it well oh they're laughing oh this must be funny oh and they kind of go yeah. along with it but yeah when there's less people in the room it's harder yeah so definitely. um yeah it'll be interesting interesting to see how it all pans out yeah yeah <sighs> only time will tell he's making an announcement today as we record isn't he i think he's doing a press conference oh, with today, yeah i've got a sneaky feeling it's the announcement about schools but we'll have to wait and see oh, oh. From what I've read, it's it's looking like March the eighth is going to be back to school. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, even if they stagger it selfishly, because I've got one that's in reception. For me, it's like I'm just more concerned about getting her back because reception yeah. age is yeah. such a key 
you know, key time. It's where all those really crucial building blocks of their, you know, their learning happens. And, and they, they do it through play. And I always remember when, you know, my son, he moved up from reception to year one and he hated it because it, yeah. the, the contrast was so stark between reception and year one. And for me, you know, she's only had three months in school. She had bubble burst before Christmas. So they were out as well before then. And for her to miss so much of reception and then be thrown into year one, it's going to be quite, you know, quite a, a big deal for her. So I just, yeah, selfishly for her and, and for me, I would just like get, get the little ones back in I think think, a bit better with one of them yeah and to sort of try and reassure you I think a lot of teachers are very much aware of that and will sort of adjust things accordingly so I think there'll be a lot of year one classes that continue at least for another term the sort of continuous provision and transition them through that way um but yeah we were talking the other day like as hard as it's been on the kids one thing I've noticed is that they're just incredibly resilient um, and yeah. I'm talking sort of younger children, and I don't, I don't actually worry too much uh, about that sort of recovery because I think they are just so resilient. And you know, when we get them back in, they'll just get back into the routine fairly quickly. Like we noticed that from when they came in in September to by the time we got to Christmas, they were pretty much back. There were still a few gaps, but they were just sort of back to where we were used to having them. So. Fingers crossed if we can get back in March, it won't be long before the back and, you know, they've got that that social element back in there as, long, as well as the education. Yeah, hopefully. It's just, yeah. it make, breaks my little heart when you know, they're just so used to the situation already. Yeah, yeah. Like how they've adapted to being locked down. And the way that they'll talk about like COVID, it's just so second nature to them now. And like my, yeah. my daughter's favorite word is sanitize. That, that, <laughs> like all these little buzzwords now that they have in their yeah. lives that they really, that they really shouldn't, should they at that no, age? No. But yeah, hopefully. Yeah, my my little girl's the same age, I think. So she's in reception and she's constantly saying to my mum and dad, like, uh, can I come to your house when the germs have gone? And it yeah. just breaks your heart. So, it is, well, isn't I, it? Yeah, we hope that, uh, yeah, we just hope for normality. But it sounds yeah. about absolutely, it sounds amazing, all the stuff you've got planned. I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll keep everything crossed for you and ourselves. Well, if I, can, if I can pull it off. Are you yeah. all right, darling? Yeah, mommy's coming now to do the cake, okay? We tell you what. <laughs> Do you want to get the bits out that you can reach in the fridge? Get the butter out then, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you Let what, I think... Make sure you sanitise. <laughs> sanitise, yeah. Sanitise before, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll t- we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We did have one more question. Well, the last question that we ask every guest... Oh, firework, yeah. Yeah, if you could go back um, and speak to your 10-year-old self, what would you say? I'd say set up some like CCTV in your high school on the lockers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and answer that age old question. Yeah. Who did the poo in the locker? Um, no, I think I would. I'd say, do you know what? Don't, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about the fact that maybe you're not doing that well in, in school. I think, you know, there are some people who are born to you know fit into a certain type of education there are others that aren't and I think you know I stressed myself out a little bit as a kid about not knowing what I wanted to do when I was older and you know I still to some extent now think I don't know what I want to do when I'm a when I'm a real life grown-up but 
you know, just a very much uh, go with the flow. You can't control certain elements of your life and what will be, will will be really. Yeah. And, oh, um, and, you know, sometimes you can't fit, what was it they say about like square pegs into, into round holes and just kind of be, be true to who you are and don't be so much of a rule follower. <laughs> yeah be more rebellious i think is what i'd tell my 10 year old <laughs> self it's funny because i was having a conversation with one of my friends last night and she was saying you know that uh she was worried about one of her daughters because she she has got kind of got that very you know like you know i don't don't give a flying you know yeah, yeah. f when it comes to certain things and i was like but you know what when she's a grown-up she's gonna be brilliant yeah i yeah. wish that i was more like that now and you know, we shouldn't kind of try and stamp out that yeah. kind of assertiveness in, in in kids you know you know absolutely you know maybe talking to old people they shouldn't say certain things but you know <laughs> in, in terms of just on like a day-to-day basis you know you should be a little bit like that have a little bit of that feistiness and don't stamp it out yeah no I completely agree my daughter's very much like that as well and she can be yeah. really you can she can take you on and you can be having a right yeah. sort of set to and then afterwards I'm like yeah but when she's older It'll be a good thing that yeah. that she can stand. Yeah, you know, she's going to be able to handle herself, isn't she? Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. she's going to know what she wants. And, you know, you don't always have to conform. And, no. um, yeah, I think maybe as a 10-year-old, I could have known with doing that, you know, done with yeah, knowing yeah. that, that I didn't yeah. have to conform and go with the flow. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, having a good chat, a good reminisce. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Super. So thank you so, so much. And um, yeah, we'll put your link, the links to your Facebook, Instagram and all that sort of stuff in the description to this episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you very, very much for, for giving us your time. And uh, oh, no, thanks, thanks for having me on. And uh, let me know when um, when it's going live and then I can put a link into it on, on my socials and stuff. Oh, I brilliant. Think that, yeah. Oh yeah, thanks. Well, oh god, this bloody Jurassic. He said to me, he was like, Oh mommy, I want a Jurassic World cake. And because I've made a rod for my own back, I make all of their cakes. It's just like stupid thing. Like my mum used to do it for me, and so I started doing it for them. And then as the years have gone on, they've become more difficult or more extravagant. And so he was like, Oh mommy, I want this Jurassic World cake. And it's and I was like, Oh god, right. I was like, Mommy's so busy. Yeah, so yeah. we just have to manage expectations and then bless him he just said to me mommy it's fine he went just make it and we'll put some like plastic dinosaurs on the top and I was like oh <laughs> deal yeah. the verbal contract we're not yeah. going back on it okay we're not we, making we like a fondant it. t-rex you just having a plastic one shoved on the top uh, so yeah be fine yeah yeah oh uh, well have a good day tomorrow then I hope he uh, enjoys his yeah. birthday uh, Thank you. It's not about him anyway. It's my birthing day, so I'll just be drunk by 12 o'clock. So go for it. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. Oh, well, thank you very, very much. All right. Cheers. Bye. Take care. Bye.